0: Hello, and welcome back to the Petrine Studio.
1: Welcome to Lower the Nets podcast.
0: I'm Blake Baggart, the parish catechist at St. Peter.
1: I'm Sister Fiat Marie. We're catechists hoping to share our formation and personal insights in order to help you recognize and respond to the Lord, to his invitation to lower the nets at his word, and so receive the abundance of his gifts.
0: Well, happy All Hallows Eve, Sister Fiat Marie. We're recording this here on October 31st, and we're looking forward to November. It's one of my favorite months, actually. Um, so, we start the month off with All Saints' Day, but then there's a particular devotion here in the church to pray for the souls in purgatory. But, you know, it's so hard not to walk around the streets today and see how kind of or this holiday has become distorted. Most people think of today as a day of magic or superstition or evil and spooky things. Mm-hmm. But it's not the true source of today. So a uh, whole different podcast talk about the origins of Halloween. Right, yeah. But we wanted to just um, begin our conversation today with saying holiness is not magic like the things that we are discussing throughout the entire context of this podcast and in our faith are the sacraments and our encounters with Jesus. And they are a true and real experience of God's grace. Um, I've had this reflection for a while and mentioned at a prayer or a parent prayer discussion, just the realization that what we take in TV media often distorts the way we approach and understand spiritual things. Um, we think of something that's supernatural or spiritual as spooky, mm-hmm. but honestly, it's just a part of reality and that it's what God uh, composes in us and our soul. Being supernatural later means just being above the natural, not something that's spooky. And we become supernatural when we have God's life living within us, which happens when we receive sanctifying grace.
1: Right, and yeah, in the sacraments. It reminds me of a definition I really like for the sacraments is that they're a visible sign of an invisible reality. We are physical creatures and we need those visible signs to help us remember there's something invisible that's reality happening here. Just because I can't see it doesn't mean it's not a reality. Um, So it's not made up. The sacraments, what they do isn't made up. It's not magic. It's an invisible reality. So in this podcast, we just want to jump into the very beginning of this daily opportunity we have to experience God's grace, the invisible reality of His mercy and goodness and faithfulness, um, and that it's really there and available to transform us in the Mass. Um, And I was also thinking, you know, Halloween is today, but Thanksgiving is coming up, and that's what the Mass means, is Thanksgiving so Thanksgiving for this invisible reality that we're reminded of, um, and take part in in the mass. Um, so we're gonna just kind of, we're gonna touch on the first part of the mass. There's kind of like, you could divide the mass into different elements, and today we're focusing on the introductory right. So that's basically from the pe- the priest walking walking in, to right before we sit down to listen to the readings. Mm-hmm.
0: And one of the themes that we hit when we talked about the Mass kind of globally, uh, one of our first podcasts, is that the Mass is cosmic, it's universal, and it incorporates all of creation. And that's exactly what happens when we begin with the procession. The priest in Persona Christi is ushering in all of creation to give praise to God the Father. So The Mass is a cosmic event. That is what actually our plans for our renovated church plan to incorporate when we have the stars above. But throughout various churches, you have elements of creation. That um, So we have stars above, we have garden and plant imagery, and we have some running water motifs in some churches. And all of this places in a state of worship with creation as things were made to be. And at each mass, you know, we're renewed, we're recreated. Um, And we come to meet the new Adam, who is the image of the new humanity, Jesus Christ. So we begin Mass with this symbolic representation that points us to this reality. We start out with incense that goes forth, which I point it as a scene to the Holy Spirit or the mist that made the earth fruitful in Genesis 1 and 2. We have something that goes before that prepares the way. Then we have the crucifix, the word... That was at the beginning and of whom all things were created goes forward in the beginning of this procession and calls forth things into being. After that, on our Sunday Mass, we have the Lucifers, our altar servers, carrying candles. As God said, let there be light. And there was light. And it shares the light of Christ for the world. And then as we process in, as the priest and the ministers process in, we have uh, increasing complexity. Mm -hmm. So we start with the altar servers, which go through training, and then we enter enter electors who are installed. Um, They serve a specific purpose. And then finally we get to an acolyte who's also installed um, and has this very close role in ministry to the altar, but they're not ordained yet. And then finally we have the priest coming last, but he isn't the one who actually is just last in order. He's the one that's saying, go forth, kind of pushing us forward to where we need to go. That is the priest in the person of Christ leading us as the faithful gathered to praise and worship God the Father.
1: Yeah, it really, it reminds me just thinking, like ushering us in, gathering us in, very much an image of the good shepherd. Exactly. You know, him gathering the flock together, getting us all in one place. Um, And the sheep hear his voice and follow him. So we, we hear the song start and we or we hear, you know, the entrance antiphon start and we hear his voice and we're we're ready to gather. I was just thinking when I was little, maybe you did it too. Kinda of like look around, you know, like, Oh, who's the priest today? Mm-hmm. And you kinda of notice who else is here and you know, sometimes I've thought of that as a distraction, but I think it's also good of the like we want to see the shepherd and we want to see the other sheep, the other people that are here too. The point I'm getting to is that, like the priest ushering us in, that us being there is an essential part of the introductory rite. Like showing up matters. Not following the shepherd is not the same as following the shepherd. So us being there matters. As we prepared for this, Blake and I, we were talking about that idea of it being an obligation or requirement to go to Mass. And that's kind of really part of the introductory, right? That it's like, I'm here. Because we are obliged, we are required by the church. um, Yet we have a choice if we're going to follow the church, if we're going to follow the shepherd or not, if we're going to be there or not. Um, And so sometimes that idea of it being an obligation comes across, I don't know, funny or hard. But just two points I wanted to point out, that really because we're obliged to go... It's such a witness to the real grace that's there. Like we are, the church is so convinced that the shepherd is providing for us here, that's like you. Ha- you need to go. You need to be here. Um, and really, that's such an opportunity to actually be welcoming, because we have this reality of grace that we can invite people into. Um, if they're not Catholic, they may not be able to receive the Eucharist, but. Just being at Mass is a grace, and we're convinced of that, so much so that we require you to be there every Sunday. Um, So it really is a reason why we can welcome people, because it's not just a, hey, come listen to our music, it's nice, but there's real grace here. The other part of it is that it really is an act of love. Father Dewart had this in a homily recently for school of... If there was something, he was kind of speaking from like the opposite. If there was something dangerous, but if there was something really good for someone, you would want them to have it, and that's what the church is saying. Like this is so good, we and good for for your soul, for your eternal life. And uh, so, out of love, we want you to be here to receive this grace because it matters if you get it or not, and we want you to have it. Um, so, just one thing with the introductory right and the procession there that. That obligation, us being there, is really part of it. Of Father bringing us in. I think we're ready to move on to the next piece, penitential. So. Okay. So the next, so we have the like the procession coming in, and then we have the penitential rite and the Gloria. It just really struck me that here we are again, the Mass ordering us to have right relationship with God and with others. It's kind of like like say hello, and then right away we go into confessing our sins. And maybe you haven't noticed it before, but it really is. It's like we say, hello, Mm -hmm. which is obviously like we're meeting as God's people. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. We sign ourselves with the cross. So it's obviously we're meeting as God's people. And then the very next words are, let's call to mind our sins.
0: And for me, it's a remembrance of who we're speaking to. Right. Like we come to a lot of gatherings and it's maybe a meeting, and I might be presiding over the meeting. Well, I'm just Blake Bagger. Mm-hmm. But when we come to the Mass, we enter into the holy presence of God. And as it's humbling to actually be like, yeah, Lord, this is where we need to start. I've not been who you've called me to be.
1: Right.
0: So it's a, a great reminder for us just in the structure of the Mass. To enter into that reality, we're not just doing something that we do every day. Mm-hmm. We're entering into eternity with God,
1: and that within that penitential rite, we confess our sins to God, and then we also say, "And to you, my brothers and sisters, this opportunity to, to like rejoin as God's family where there's tension. You know, it's really beautiful. Um, you could probably could probably do a whole podcast on the penitential right. Um, so it's it's something worth looking into if it's striking your heart. So right after we've like, called to mind we're in God's presence, we've admitted our faults, it just leads right into praising God. And the point I want to draw out there is that really our relationships with each other are really pretty empty if it doesn't lead to this, to us praising God. So we join together as this family. And as soon as we can, the church has us fulfilling this role to praise God, because that's that's what brings us life.
0: So it plays out for many of us all on a daily basis. I'm sure you have a story like this too. But mm-hmm. there's one time my spiritual father, Father Farrar, uh, he's a demanding man, but you get a true sense of Jesus Christ in him, exhibited by his joy and peace and gentleness. So I say he's demanding because Jesus is also demanding. Right. Yeah. Like he fulfills that role um, as best as he can in his priesthood. And there was one time I made a pretty bad mistake at work, and um, I was a little nervous to go up and own up to it, but I did. And I was expecting to get a talking to um, instead. Father Farrar met with gentle reassurance and an encouragement to begin again. And I was kind of just left there wondering what just happened. But as I reflected on it as we talked later, it was an experience of God's mercy. Mm-hmm. God, through Father Farrar, met me in this moment of knowing I had made a mistake, I had owned up to it, and I couldn't help but leave that encounter, leave that meeting, and leave that moment without wanting to put that love and mercy in my life, and with the life of others, as well as give praise to God for the great Father that He is, and the great Father that He had put into my life. And so I'm sure you have all had an experience like this where you've encountered God's love and mercy and then you can't but say God you are so great I give you glory and praise just as we do when we enter into the penitential right to moving on to the Gloria where we do exactly that. Mm-hmm. Um, Using not necessarily our own words, but even the words of the angels who minister to God, yeah each moment uh, of their existence.
1: calling us into relationship with our angels, too, yeah. Just that the difference between those relationships is what was coming to my mind of. I spent a good like portion of high school and college very much like chasing others for approval, or just like kind of worldly satisfaction, and it led, I mean, really to a pretty depressed place. And sometimes I still catch myself doing that, um, but it's easier to notice when I'm like, "Oh, I'm trying to, trying to like puff myself up here," or I'm trying to get some comfort that's worldly. But like, what a difference! Like, it, it's almost like those relationships that are just solely based on a sports team or an activity I do or an interest I have. It's almost they kind of have like an aftertaste where it's like, I enjoy them at the moment, but then afterward, like sometimes I'm restless. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I didn't really use my time well or whatever. But when I'm with someone that we're both striving for the Lord, um, it's just such a different experience that afterward, I just feel a peace, even if it was a confrontation. But I can feel a peace because I know we're, we're both striving for the Lord. And I think that's, Part of what this penitential act in the Gloria is doing, it's inviting us to relationships that are centered on the praise of God because that's what we're made for. That's what's going to bring us that peace and joy.
0: And then together, we actually move into the next part of the Mass, the collect. So if you look in the Missal, it'll say collect. We're not making a collect call. We're making a collect, (laughs) um, which is Latin for like this gathering in. So you get the sense of what we're doing here, but the priest says let us pray. So he leads us in prayer, but he says, let us pray. And then he pauses. So now that we've been set aright, we're reconciled with God, entered into praise. We recognize his work among us in the past, now in the present, and we ask for him to continue to do it in the future. We have a various prayer that matters for each Sunday throughout the year, but at its basic level, it's just us asking Him, the Lord God what you did in the past do for us now and always and that's at Mm. the heart of the collect Um, so sometimes the specific prayers call to mind a specific theme or intention for the Sunday but when we hear the words let us pray it's just an invitation for you to call to mind an intention or intentions and everything that you have been doing throughout this week as we come together again each Sunday and offer that up. Because as Sister Fiat Marie said, we're all together in this relationship with God and with one another that leads to praise. And so we say, let us pray. And that concludes the introductory rites. Then we move into the liturgy of the word. Um, But if you want to think of the introductory rite as a warm-up for the Mass, and it's almost a mini-overture of the Mass. So we get to see all the main parts. We get warmed up to enter into the fully liturgy of the word, where we hear the great thing God has done for us. Then we move to making a profession of faith and then enter into communion with him in the liturgy of the Eucharist. Mass is really the most important thing that we can do in our week and in our lives. And if we don't start out with the small disciplines it asks of us, we're kidding ourselves if we think we're going to be truly ordered in the rest of our lives. So my wife, who's a PE teacher, shared this simple little quote with me not too long ago. Um, I just want to leave with this last thought for you all before Sister Fiat Marie wraps this up. But bad players don't take much seriously. Average players take games seriously. Good players take practice and games seriously. Great players take academics, nutrition, warm-up, individual work, weight room, film, practice, and games seriously. So I just want to leave you with that, and um, especially for all your children who have so many great desires, as I did at this time, where it's like, I want to be a professional athlete. When we all don't take the small things seriously, then we aren't going to be very much ordered to becoming great. And so entering into the Mass with full hearts and engaged mind is at the core of our human flourishing. And why would we do that? Well, to receive God's love and mercy that leads to right praise of Him and then true freedom for us.
1: Yeah, I like that comparison with Kind of the physical warm up with the introductory rite. It's really, it's just a great mental warm up as well. Um, it really saves us from getting caught up in our own ideas. The mass does in general, but the introductory rite I think has a particular place in that. I mean, we confess our faults that it's just this right away reminder we need a savior. Um, the reality and the gloria of God's glory and his goodness and his faithfulness just boom right away brought to our realization. Um, and then in the collect, his care for those in the past, for us right now, and the whole world, and then ultimately he's going for his end goal of bringing us all together at the parousia with him forever. Um, so it's just this—it readjusts our mental focus to, oh yeah, this is your this is your plan, Lord, and and gets us mentally there so that we're ready to enter into the rest of the mass. Um, so, we invite you to pay particular attention to the introductory rite this month. Um, that this liturgical warm up um, and kind of recentering will allow you to, to lower the nets to the graces and abundant joy He so longs to give His flock, His followers, His beloved children.
0: Thanks, Sister. Pray for us. We'll be praying for you. Thank you for listening. To this great content from St. Peter Catholic Church. For more content, for other talks, for more information, please visit St. Peter Catholic Church, Lincoln, Nebraska, on Apple iTunes or on Podbean, and our parish website,
1: stpeterlincoln.com. God bless you.